0: We love recording the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast and sharing our wisdom and funnies around business and entrepreneurship. If you're looking for more support, education, and tips for your Weight Inclusive business, head on over to our Instagram at Weight Inclusive Innovators, where you'll find us doing relatable reels and call to actions on ways that you can move the needle in your business.
1: That's Weight Inclusive Innovators on Instagram. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name is Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing
0: now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information
1: that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. We are doing our second mini-sode of the week, for this week. We're experimenting with some stuff. So on today's mini-sode, Morgan is giving us the scoop on her very first Eating Expedition international trip to fucking Italy. Morgan, remember the time you took eight people to Italy and planned a whole 10 days of food adventures? What? I mean, I've only ever thought of, I've only ever thought of it every single day since we got back like a few weeks ago. Oh my God. I don't even know where to start with questions about this, but. If you could put the trip into three words, what would you say? (laughs) I put her on the spot. (laughs) Ooh, I feel like I need like a feelings wheel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Always need a feelings wheel. Adventurous. We're going to hyphenate once in a lifetime together.
1: And connective. Ooh, I love those three words as an Enneagram seven. That sounds fucking great. I am going to do a
0: quick little recap. If you, if this is your first time hearing about the eating expedition really exactly. quick. So the eating expedition is one of my businesses where I host food focused trips around the world. And this has been an idea in my brain since 2014, where I studied food and nutrition in Italy for four and a half weeks during my undergrad. And it has always been my dream since 2018 to bring a group of people to Italy to basically do a condensed version of that. And so I hosted eight people in Italy, seven participants and a photographer as well as myself. So there are nine of us total. We all flew into Milan, drove to Parma for, we were there for three days, drove to the western coast of Italy, a little north of Cinque Terre. And then uh, took the train to Florence for three days and then took a high-speed train up to Milan where we finished our trip. All of the excursions, everything we did was centered around food. So my trips are guided by the five Fs, farms, factories, food trucks, fine dining, and firsthand experiences. And that is exactly what we did for, I say 10 days. It was technically 12 days with travel,
1: but 10 days of like being in Italy. I have chills. That Well, one, I'm watching you come alive describing it. And you've always done that and been stoked on this project, but seeing you having completed your first international trip, there's just a different next level energy of, it was just as amazing as I thought it would be. So let's take it back for a moment though. What was it like leading up to the trip? How were you feeling? What were your last minute stressors? So I truthfully thought I was going to be like an
0: anxious mess on like leading up to this trip. I was like, I thought I was going to have to be like managing people's, a lot of people's emotions. So of the people that went, six had never been to Italy, three had never been out of the country before. So this was like a whole new experience for them, which I'm good holding space for other people's emotions. But it was like that on top of like making sure I had everything I needed as the host in order to show up in the best way possible for the participants. So I really thought I was going to be anxious. I was cool as a cucumber the whole week leading up to the trip, which was, well, except for one minor thing, which I'll get to. It truthfully felt like me and eight of my besties were just like going to Italy together. And like, I was like mama bear of the, of the group of like organizing it all. It didn't feel like I was working. A week before my flight though, I woke up and I was nauseous. And I already had a doctor's appointment scheduled because we had increased my anxiety medication in anticipation of me being really anxious for the trip, which may be that way. That's why I was cool as a cucumber. But had a doctor's appointment and I was like, it's like my body knew I was coming to see you today. I've been a little nauseous all morning. And so my doctor had me lay down and was, she was doing like an abdomen exam and she pushed down on one part and it was really tender. And she goes, I hate to tell you this, but I think it's appendicitis. And I was like, Uh, you're joking. I leave for Italy in a week and this cannot be appendicitis. And she was like, just monitor your symptoms. Here's what to look out for if you, if the pain increases at all, or if you start throwing up, like those are things that we need to, we need to look out for. And so I went home, took the rest of the day off and ended up throwing up that night. And I was like, no, this can't be, this can't be hindsight, well, long story short, it wasn't appendicitis. Hindsight, I think I was just really, really anxious about possibly having appendicitis. So went to bed, woke up the next morning, felt so much better, was going to my chiropractor that morning. My doctor called me on the way. She was like, is it still tender whenever you like push down that area? And I was like, truthfully, I don't trust myself to know when I'm going to my chiropractor, I'll have her check. And so my chiropractor checked and she goes, yeah, this isn't looking good, Morgan. I was like, no, 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 no. This can't be happening. I cannot be getting appendicitis before I freaking leave for Italy. I went to the emergency room, which is the first time I've ever been in an emergency room. It was very, it was a very unique experience. They were like, Would you like this warm blanket? And I was like, This is gonna cost so much money, but yes, give me the warm blanket. Freaking insurance man got a CT scan. It wasn't appendicitis, thank God. But my doctor was great. He goes, even if it is appendicitis, because I told him I was traveling to Italy. He's like, even if it is appendicitis, like surgery super quick. Honestly, you're probably fine to fly on Tuesday. I was like, thank you for calming my nerves. I was like crying. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just so overwhelmed. He was so kind and so patient. It was great. After I found out it wasn't appendicitis, was able to uh, go about my usual routine of prepping for trips.
1: And so everything was great. I remember when it was happening at the time and you were texting me and I was like, What the actual fuck? How is this happening? And it's just funny now, you being on the other side of it and it worked out that it's like, this happened crazy, right? And it's way more chill than in the moment. It was actually really scary. Yeah.
0: I tried, I was like trying to hold it together. Like I went shopping with my mom at Target right before I went to the emergency room. Like I literally went to the chiropractor. Me and my mom were like supposed to meet up at Target to buy some things for my niece. And so I was just like walking around Target, my mom be like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to the emergency room now. <laughs> Figure out if this is appendicitis." But aside from that, prep for the trip was great. I bought a new Weekender bag that I was really pumped to take to Italy with me, and then realized so I only traveled with two carry-ons, which was quite impressive for me for ten days. And e- even then, there's things that I like shouldn't have brought with me, like a sweater. It was 80 degrees the whole time. I'm like why did I pack a sweater? Who knows? Always learning. I did actually get to wear the sweater because I got stranded in Frankfurt for a night. <laughs> it was chilly there. So I got a weekender bag though. And then I realized that the weekender and my carry on like rolling suitcase were probably too big because my weekender was too big to be considered like a personal item. And so then I switched it to a backpack. So that made things a little more interesting. I was also like traveling with a drone, which takes up a little bit of space. Our photographer was flying in from the Maldives. And so I was like, hey, do you need anything that I can like bring from the States? Cause she hasn't been back
1: here in a while. And so she had a few things that I was going to bring to her, but we made it work. What did you have to pack as the host besides the drone that the participants didn't need to bring? Nothing. I was literally just packing for vacation. Amazing. What was it like being the host on the trip versus being a participant? Because I know in the past, you've done study abroad, you've been on your own trips. What was it like to be the person setting the agenda, making sure everybody's okay and leading the group? I
0: loved every second of it. And I and I, I say that I knew majority of the people on this trip in some capacity. There were two people that I didn't know. And so I had good relationships, like good rapport with majority of the people on the trip. So I think that probably made a little bit of a difference. It took off the pressure a little bit because these are people that have known about the eating expedition and have known me and my vision for the Eating expedition for years now. My words of affirmation, love language, like really loved to be the host of the trip because it was people that like got to see my vision come to life. And they just like kept speaking words of encouragement and like positivity into me the whole trip. And it was awesome. I am very good at remaining calm in stressful situations. It takes a lot for me to debrief after. Like I usually panic a little bit after, but in order to get through the stressful situation, really good at. And my roommate the whole trip knew that and I've known her since college. And so I was just like, she just knows that that's how I function. So like that worked out really well. It was so fun getting to bring this group of women on excursions and to places that I've spent a lot of time and I've been before. And getting to see their reactions when they see it and experience this for the first time just felt so magical and so full circle and so rewarding. It was so fun to get to like share those experiences
1: with them. How did their participants feel on the trip and after the trip? Did you, was it everything they had hoped? What kind of feedback have you gotten so far?
0: Overall, a lot of really positive feedback. There's always going to be snafus. If you listen to Monday's episode, I mentioned that the first time doing something, I always give myself a lot of grace going into it. I'm very thankful that the participants gave me very honest feedback because that's how we grow and do things better. There's always humanness whenever you put nine essentially strangers together and you travel together for 12 days. And so I would say like overall dynamics were really great. Like people felt good being by their themselves sometimes people would like pair up and like go off and do things together. Sometimes it would be like six of us were together. One person wanted to stay back at the hotel and two people were off doing something else. Everyone just kind of had this like awareness around that of like, if I need time off for myself, I'm going to take it. Or if I need to be social and be with other people, I'm going to ask for it. So the feedback that I've gotten so far has been overall positive feedback. There's things where like the location of our Milan hotel wasn't super ideal. It didn't feel like a super like warm and cozy hotel, but we were only there for one night before we were all heading out the next day. It also so happened that the Milan public transportation workers were on strike that day. So like getting to the hotel was like way more difficult than it should have been. There was one excursion that we had to cancel and it was the sunset boat tour, which I think was one of the like excursions that people were looking forward to most because like, who doesn't want to go on a boat in the Ligurian Sea? Unfortunately, the weather, the waves were just too rough, and so like even if we powered through and like went on it, like I'm pretty sure we all would have been seasick, so it would have been not an ideal experience. And so we pivoted and got pizza and went and had like a picnic on the beach, and so it was still a really fun experience. But when you're traveling, nothing ever goes perfectly. Naturally, like rightfully so, there's some disappointment that that excursion didn't happen. I think the biggest takeaway was pairing people up for roommates was a very interesting learning curve. I went into it of like, let me ask about, I think the three questions I asked were like, are you an extrovert or an an introvert? Are you a early bird or a night owl? And do you have to sleep in like complete silence, complete darkness, or are you more flexible with your sleep? I was like, those seem like three good questions to know about people to pair them up. I wouldn't even think to ask questions. I'd be like, we're going alphabetical order, I guess. <laughs> I didn't even think about doing alphabetical order. And so uh, there are things after going through this that I feel like I need to be a little bit more intentional about when pairing roommates. And like the roommate situation was good. It was also just like an, there was an odd number of us. And so like one person had to stay by themselves on each leg and figuring out like who would be the right person to like take that single room. There was just some some dynamics related to that, but nothing bad. Um, but that's probably the feedback that I've gotten most is roommate situations. And I like, didn't know all of the details going into it. I worked with Doug and Erica, who I was like, this is what I want. And they're like, great, this is the schedule we can give you. And then they booked everything. And so like, they're like, they told me like, you're having a group dinner at Mezzaluna in Levanto," And I was like, great, sounds, sounds perfect. And then like, people would ask me that day, they're like, do you know what's on? Cause we'd have a set menu for our group dinners. Like, do you know what's on the set menu? And I was like, I don't actually. Cause Doug and Erica booked it. Um, and I it's like, it's a surprise. It's a surprise. And I, t- and they I mean, they're, they're Italian. So I totally trust their judgment on everything. I would like send them a message and be like, Hey, can you send me a picture of the menu? And some people wanted more details and they wanted more information. And then some people were like, it was so nice to just show up at a restaurant and have food placed in front of us and get to just like experience it that way.
1: That is how I would feel. I think about, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but when I go on hikes with people, whenever someone is like intensely reading the map and being like, okay, we have a curve up here to go around. I'm like, I just want to fucking go around the curve. Don't tell me what we're doing. Like what, unless it's a, like a safety terrain thing, which that's more technical, but this was a flat, hike. So I would definitely be with the people who are like, wow, food was put in front of me. This is amazing. I didn't have to think, I didn't have to make a decision. Like this is a gift, but I could see other people being on the other side of wanting to know too. Totally. And so I think just like, I need to find that balance of like, do I do
0: like two separate schedules? Like one where it's just like, show up here at this time. And like one where it's like, here's the details. But it was kind of nice for me too, to like show up and be like, Let's see what we're getting for dinner. (laughs) It takes the pressure off. I think I probably could be a little bit more mindful of that, especially managing like food preferences or food restrictions or anything like that. It's definitely something I need to be a little bit more aware of. But
1: that's probably like the biggest feedback that I got. What do you think the favorite part of the trip was for most participants, if there was one thing? Well, I
0: did video everyone asking them this question. So we'll be sure to link it in the show notes because I have a, a little TikTok about it. The one that got repeated the most, well, there's two. I'm gonna give you two. Or the two that got repeated the most were um, our second day in Parma. We went and visited a family-run balsamic vinegar farm/slash production room. And first of all, I had no clue that balsamic vinegar was made from grapes. I don't know. I don't, what, know. I don't know what I thought it was made of, but it wasn't grapes.
1: The only reason I know is because Trader Joe's has this delicious balsamic glaze that you can put on Brussels sprouts and things. And there's pictures of grapes on the front. So.
0: Which makes sense. I've also seen that. Like I've seen grapes <laughs> on Anyway, it did not click. And I, I thought I was just really ignorant, not knowing where balsamic vinegar, vinegar came from. But then as we were pulling up and there's like vines li- lining the road in, people are like, wait, are we in a winery? And I was like, I'm so thankful. I'm not the only one that didn't know that balsamic vinegar came from grapes. And the only differentiation between balsamic vinegar and wine in terms of production is that wine is completely enclosed in the barrel, which is what allows fermentation for it to become alcoholic. Balsamic vinegar is also aged in barrels. There's just a little opening at the top to allow things to
1: come out so it doesn't ferment. Whoa, you just blew my mind. I know. I would love to taste the balsamic vinegar and wine from the same grapes side by side. Mm. See what they taste like. That's all I'm saying. It would be very fascinating. They are aged very differently. So like balsamic vinegar is aged for like 10 to 40 years, 40, four zero. When you tasted it, did you just like have a little cup and like tongue it? Or did you, was it put on things that you eat? We had little spoons. Cute. And the
0: husband of the couple that runs the vineyard or runs the balsamic vinegar production they were, like, taking us around, and he kept, like, dipping spoons into them and, like, giving them to us. It was so cute.
1: That's adorable. That's adorable. So okay, that was so the second
0: one, my- yes. The second one was the beach in Levanto. We had a free day. Well, we had, like, pizza on the beach. We had a little, like, nighttime dance party on the beach we had a free afternoon. And so a group of us went and rented out those like lounges and they have little like head coverings. so you can like shade your face, but then your body's in the sun. That was really great. It was just gorgeous. It was like 80 degrees and sunny. It was like perfect temperature. The water was like perfect temperature. It was
1: great. What changes do you think you'll make two big ones for next time? First change is I think I'll probably push it back by a week.
0: It was just a little warm, which was okay. I mean, people packed for warm weather, but I would like it to be just like a little less warm. Florence was really warm. It was probably like 85 to 90 degrees and Woo. sunny. And so it just it was yeah, it was just warm. So I think I'd probably just push it back by like a week. The second change that I'd make, and I don't know if this is something that I'd like do differently forever. But on the next trip, I want to do a buddy's trip. So I don't have the pressure of rooming with like pairing people up to be roommates. I want to open like four pairs. So like one person signs up and gets either like their friend, their parent, their significant other, their kid, like whoever it is. And so you have someone that you're traveling with the whole time and see how that goes. Cause I'm just really curious how that would work. We had, we had two girls on this trip that knew each other and they traveled together. It was so cool. Just getting to see, um, the different, like how they were traveling together because while like literally the six of us, there were six of us, like that went to the beach to lay on the beach and read. And the two of them, I don't think they like sat still for a single minute on the whole trip. They were like up and doing everything and it was, and they loved it. And they, and they, it, they were thriving and it was really cool to see them like
1: travel together in that way. Love that energy and travel situations. What's the best thing you ate? I think the, the best thing that I ate was probably
0: 36 month old aged Parmesan Reggiano cheese. The most interesting thing that I ate was also in Parma. Parma is known for eating horse and not only did we eat horse, we ate horse tartare. So it was raw horse on bread and it was our first night there. I only had one bite, but I had to try it. I mean, it was like, like, that's like their specialty. What did it taste like? It was like, so it was like the texture of pulled pork, but it was like a dark meat, like a darker meat. I don't, and then, I mean, taste wise, it was pretty strong and it was raw. And I'm like, I'm a texture person. I don't even, I don't even know if I could describe the taste to you, but I could very much describe the texture to you.
1: I understand trying it for the experience, but I don't think I would seek that out. Yeah. Very interesting.
0: Yeah. It wouldn't be something that I would like order on my own, but we had a little sampler
1: on the table. So where's the next trip going to be? Nothing is officially planned as of recording this. I would love to do
0: Mexico City in summer of 2023. I had in mind a 5-day trip to Mexico City. I was talking to some friends from Mexico and they were like you need to do a 7-day trip and go to San Miguel de Allende with like a 2-day like bounce around some more. Like go start in Mexico City, stay there for 2 to 3 days, go north to San Miguel de Allende stay there and then do a day trip from there to, um, Guadalajara, which is the, like the home of tequila and like manage it that way. It makes me a little more nervous because I don't have the equivalent of like Doug and Erica to help plan mainly just like transportation within the country. I'm sure I could figure it out. It feels a lot safer to just do Mexico city for five days, which I think would still be an incredible trip. But I'm playing with that. And then honestly, I've had so much interest in Italy. I might do another Italy trip next
1: uh, September. And if people want to keep up with the Eating Expedition and look into these trips, where do we send them? Website is
0: theeatingexpedition.com. And then there is an Instagram, which is also theeatingexpedition I probably won't post a ton on there until we release the new date. So if it's a little inactive, I'm so sorry. Other things are taking priority right now, but that's where I'll be announcing future trips.
1: I just want to end the episode by saying you are such a fucking badass. Like your job is to take people internationally and feed them fun food. Not a lot of people can say that. And so you totally rocked it out. The pictures are amazing. Definitely go check out the Instagram and the website. and. We'll all go on the next trip. It'll be great. Oh, thank
0: you so much. Yeah, shout out to, uh, real quick, last little shout out. Shout out to Julia, who was our photographer and videographer on the trip and literally gave us 120 to 180 photos per day. We have so many photos and videos from this trip. It is incredible. She is incredible. I want her to go on every single trip with me. I think her husband would probably kill me if I brought her to Italy again and he didn't come. I told her, she, I told, heard that he could come with her, but we'll see. She's incredible. Definitely go check her out as well. We'll link her Instagram in the show notes.
1: Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the pod on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review, share with a business bestie, and check out our website at weightinclusiveinnovators.com. See you next week.